Welcome back to Corden Lowry with our play and update, and today there is no intro music, no introduction, just pain. Uh, pain in our hearts uh, for the loss that was the Atlanta Hawks 132, the Hornets 103. Sam Carter, the microphone is yours. Um, You know, this is, I would say that this is unexpected, but not totally unexpected. Um, You know, it's just more of the same. It's just more the same Hornets sucking. I mean, this is a game that we have to at least contend. We got blown out. You know, I'm. Uh, we deserve that ten seed. I mean, we just played terribly. Hmm. Well, before we dig too deep into that game specifically. Uh, let's talk about some of the other playing games. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little guys a little story because, you know, this is a podcast and I'm at liberty to do that. Um, so yesterday I was in New Orleans um, and there were not a lot of Pelicans fans there that I saw actively. So one guy in a Pelicans uh, jersey. But I did see Greg Popovich on Bourbon Street, so that was pretty cool. I was able to tell him to go Spurs go, but he was catching a bus, so I didn't really get to talk to him or get a picture with him. But it's pretty cool. And he said uh, that last night will likely be his last game after the Spurs lose 113-103. Uh, and Sam, uh, obviously NBA coaches are not as well known as college coaches in terms of synonymous, you know, appearance with their uh, team. But, you know, what do you think the loss of Greg Popovich will do to change the NBA, if at all? Um, I think at this point it doesn't really – it doesn't really make – that much of a difference um you know obviously he i you know i would put him number two all-time nba coaches behind phil jackson of course um but i i just i just think that um the nba and coaching you know the coaches aren't that major of a factor so i don't think it's that big of a loss all right, and looking at some of the other playing games, uh, there was a hilarious moment in the Timberwolves game uh, on Tuesday night uh, when they won. Pedro Beverly, obviously, he was traded away from the Clippers. Uh, he cried on the court and took off his jersey and screamed um, like he won the, the championship, so they played one shining moment on TNT. Uh, but the first time, the, only the second time, uh, the Timberwolves have made the playoffs since Kevin Garnett left in the first time in six years. Um, well, not six years, excuse me, four years. Yeah, uh, but Sam, uh, do you see? Oh my, this is breaking news. Uh, what do you think about Pop- Greg Popovich saying he says he's leaving the door open uh, to coming back? How, how do you feel like that? You know, I'm retiring is the new move. What do you think about that? Dude, that's just in on ESPN right now. Um, I mean, <laughs> I. I I think that the Spurs are bad enough that it doesn't really matter. There you go. I mean, I, I put you on the spot there, Sam. You weren't really ready for that. But, you know, I think that that's, that'd be a tough move. And I'm tired of people in retiring. Like, yeah. can you do it? Do it. Um, but, Sam, uh, what do you think is the, you know, influence of this Timberwolves team with Carlton Towns and Anthony Edwards and Patrick Beverly? Indians will wrestle 
And uh, how do you like their new matchup they're going to have against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies? Um, you know, I do not see them matching up great. I think that with John Morant, Memphis at this point is unstoppable. Mm. Especially would, to the Timberwolves. Yeah, I would agree. I Carl Dentowski is not going to be able to do much on the inside of, with all the great penetration they get with John Morant and uh, Dylan Brooks. Um, so, Sam, I think that's going to be one of the exciting, more exciting series. But I do think that the Grizzlies are going to win pretty easily. Yeah. And looking at the Cavs-Nets game, uh, you got the, the Nets winning with a great performance from Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, they win 115-108. Um, do, do you think the Nets look vulnerable in this one here? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I I think that, you know, they haven't shown that they're, you know, as strong as people thought they might be all season. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. And it took an incredible performance from uh, Kyrie and KD to get it done. Uh, but their matchup against the Celtics, oh, my goodness. Could not write any better. I uh, had the first-round matchup last year. Kyrie, obviously a former Celtic that did not end well. And then on top of that, last year, Kyrie stomped on Lucky the Leprechaun, who resides in the middle of the TD Garden. Um, Sam, do you think that the intensity of the series could drive down the scoring, even though, you know, we have a very offensively-minded team in the Brooklyn Nets? Um, I don't. I think that um, it, it'll still be high scoring. Um, I don't think it'll be low scoring at all, but, you know, maybe a little less than than typical. But, no, I don't see the intensity of the matchup playing a factor. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously uh, last year in this matchup, it was a crazy high-scoring game, especially in game uh, number three. That game was just insane. I think the Nets scored like 140 points. Um, but a lot to look forward to there. And uh, looking ahead to Friday night, who do you like in the Hawks Cavaliers uh, game for the eighth seed? Um, I like the Hawks. I, I think that they showed last night that that they're the better team. You know. Yeah, they are. They're quite dominant. Uh, Kevin Herter played incredibly. Uh, but enough about the Hornets game. We're not going to get into too much of that yet. And uh, what about the Pelicans and the Clippers, Sam, uh, in LA uh, for the eighth seed? I like the Pelicans in this matchup. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that uh, the way that they're playing right now, they got a lot of momentum. Um, I think there was a bit of a shock to the Clippers uh, to lose the way that they did. Uh, down the stretch, picking terrible plays. Ray Jackson shooting the ball way too much uh, at the end of that game. Uh, but it certainly will be an exciting matchup to see if the Pelicans get in. And maybe Zion is able to play in some later games if the series, um, potentially, I guess, the potential series maybe some to extend. Uh, but I did not see that happening. Um, so, Sam, it is yeah. time to talk about the Hornet game uh, in more extensive fashion. And before we talk about the future of the Charlotte Hornets, let's just talk about the Miles Bridges throwing the mouth guard incident. Uh, what are your initial thoughts here? Um, I mean, I think, you know, obviously it sucks to see, you know, one of your favorite players do that. Um, he's young. I think that he, you know, let his emotions get control of him, obviously. Um, but it's like, come on, man. 
you you get paid to play basketball and you throw your mouthpiece in the stands. It's ridiculous. So I got to ask you. Obviously, there's a lack of heart uh, in this Hornet game. Uh, do you think that you know his frustration might have showed that you know he really cares and he deserves to be a part of the efforts of this organization moving forward? Um, I think I think so because you know he he is really into it when the Hornets are winning and there's a lot of chemistry between those guys. But when there's not any chemistry. It's terrible, and it's just not fun to watch. And so I think going forward of, you know, the three all-star candidates that we had this year between Terry, uh, LaMelo, and Miles, I think you put Miles at the forefront of decision-making. And obviously uh, one of the biggest questions is uh, Gordon Hayward. He's been mostly unavailable uh, for the past two seasons after he's been signed. Uh, Do you think that the Hornets should look to trade him in this offseason? Um, I think at this point, there's not really much that you could get for him because he's so old. Um, but you know, it, he's so injury prone that it's, I don't know. I think, I think you stick with him for a little longer. He's getting paid so much. I don't think so. I mean, even to ship him off just to save some salary cap. Because, you know, re-signing the core of Miles Bridges and Lamella Ball is going to be critical. Um, now, Sam, this is going to be a hot topic. Uh, but do you think that James Borrego deserves to be fired after uh, what happened this season? Um, I mean, it's hard because this was a really competitive season. And, you know... It's it's really that's a tough question, but I think that you know you stick with him a little bit longer. He's only been here three or so years, so I I think I think give him at least one more season. I disagree. I think he deserves to be fired. Here's why. Let me explain. First of all, he couldn't get his guys ready for this playing game, and you know the Hornets went zero seven in overtime, and they lost that Magic game where they had a big lead. They just were prone to not playing very clutch uh, this season. And I would say, I mean, imagine if we win 50 games and we're like the four seed. That's just a lot different. If some of those overtime games, so those clutch games go a different way. Um, but, you know, big improvement. First winning season, you win, you win 43 games, which is solid. Uh, but like Sam says, competitive Eastern Conference, you got to give them a little bit of slack. Um, but I just I feel like a change needs to happen at the top. But I do think it's going to be critical because I think this could either go really south or it could benefit the Hornets a lot. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot to be talked about. Um, but, Sam, uh, do you think now after the, I want to say failures, but just the, the shortcomings of the Hornets in the past two seasons, the first two seasons of Lamelo Ball's career, do you think that, in after, you know, he has five years with the Hornets on his contract. You think after that, he will be, uh, you know, moving to a different destination for ABC? Um, unfortunately, I do. I just don't think that that Charlotte has the ceiling that, you know, LaMelo Ball needs or wants. I think that 
that LaMelo Ball wants to win championships. And I don't think that the Hornets put him in a position to do that. Really put it simple and plain. Um, and uh, that's about it. That's all we have for the Hornets. Sadness, disappointment. and uh, But it's definitely going to be an enjoyable playoffs. Um, obviously, the Suns come in as the heavy favorites and exciting series in the first round, uh, like Bulls, Bucks, uh, you know, Nets, Celtics. And uh, on the you know, in the West, you got obviously the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves and then the Warriors uh, and the Nuggets is going to be exciting. Um, so, Sam, uh, you know, just any final words to wrap up this 2022 Hornets season? Um, you know, it sucks to see it come to such a fast end. Um, you know, it felt at times like we were having one of the best seasons ever in Hornets history. And obviously we weren't. So I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm upset in general. We got to be better. Got to be better. Well, until... Uh, next uh, October, uh, we might just have to wait and see. Uh, the offseason will bring a lot. Uh, but that is going to do it for this little play-in update. Um, and we'll be back on Tuesday to talk about the uh, first couple games of the playoffs. And, of course, uh, you know, looking at beginning to look at the, M- the NBA awards uh, this year. Um, but that's it. And uh, you hear from us on Tuesday.